Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. And this is Marshall Macaluso. And we have a ton to get to this week. That was a really bad transition there. we got to work on we, that next time. Well, I, don't, I didn't know why you wanted me to say it. You usually say this is I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. All, right, all right, take two. Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. This is Marshall Macaluso. See, there you go. We have a ton to talk about this week. Uh, let's get to the big story I think everyone wants to talk about. It is the Chicago White Sox. They're the talk of baseball. Uh, I have been unbearable around the house these past couple days. True. Why? Because lying. we just kicked the Cubs' ass in the Crosstown Classic. Jose Breu went on a tear. And then Lucas Giolito threw the first no-hitter of the 2020 season. And I think this is a unique one for a couple reasons. We'll start with the no-hitter because, obviously, it's baseball history. Um, it, it's kind of weird because this one's going to remember more than other no-hitters. How is it baseball history? Huh? Just because Not history. many no-hitters have been thrown. But I'll tell you, though, a couple, oh, historic, I, I, I a couple historic that, facts about this one. 19th in White Sox history. That's the second most the team has had behind the Dodgers. Uh, it is the first no-hitter uh, for the White Sox with more than 10, uh, more than 10 strikeouts. Uh, and he had, and is also the second uh, cons- uh, second to start. Lucas Giolito's had 13 strikeouts. He had 13 strikeouts in that game against the Pirates, uh, which has only been done uh, by two other White Sox pitchers, I believe. And also, it's during a pandemic, so it's like really unprecedented times. There's no fans there to see it because usually when these the things, season, yeah, and yeah. usually when these things happen, you know, everyone's like, oh, I was at that game, and you know, it's like 20,000 people there, and all of a sudden, like. 50,000 are saying, yeah, I was at that game. I was at the game where this one, like, literally no one was there to see it. There's actually even a power outage in the middle of the game uh, from the truck on NBC Sports Chicago. So that was kind of bizarre. It's the fact that, you know, you have to amp yourself up and stay so laser-focused without any crowd to kind of keep you in it. It's a really big deal, and I know people are like, oh, it's the Pirates, but it's a major league team that he just no-hit, and he had 13 uh, strikeouts. That's the most strikeouts in a no-hitter by anyone behind Nolan Ryan. So if you're in the same company as Nolan Ryan, that's pretty good. Because not all no-hitters are created equally. Yeah. Edwin Jackson struck or walked eight guys in his. So yeah, it was like, as far as, I mean, it sounds, it's going to sound, <laughs> kind of funny. it's going to sound really stupid, but as far as no-hitters go, like, it was pretty, it was a dominant uh, performance by Lucas Giolito. So I have a question for you. Do right, you think hear. it was easier or harder to throw a no-hitter without the fans? I think it'd be harder. Because yeah. the big reason, like, like I was saying, you have to be, to throw a no-hitter in general, and he only walked one guy. You got to be so focused and like not make any mistakes. When you have fans, you can kind of like get amped up. You get yeah. a little bit more adrenaline. Or you're facing the Pirates in the middle of uh, the middle of the season. And, you know that fourth inning, it's like you know you can lose some velocity on your fastball or something. Or if you have yeah. fans, you're gonna have a little more adrenaline. But uh, I think it would be a little bit uh, harder. I would yeah. think during the pandemic. Be, yeah, it would be interesting. I, I'm, I mean, there's obviously like I mean I don't think it really had that much of a big of an impact. But it would be interesting to ask. I would I would like to ask Lucas Giolito that. Yeah. That'd be an interesting question to ask. Now, I'm sure during the ninth inning, and you could see it right away, because his first pitch was a changeup that missed badly. Like, he was amped up and ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my heart was racing for him, which is impressive. The other side note I wanted to get to very quickly is just, like, for James McCann, I'm really happy for him as well, you catching Lucas Giolito, because both of these guys, and, like, Lucas Giolito especially. I just, oh, we got a guest. Oh, it's Kevin Long. Long uh, podcast, yeah, 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 I had accepted your invite. Do you have hot uh, takes? Uh, we're talking about Lucas Giolito. You have any hot takes on Lucas Giolito? Lucas Giolito, uh, if he stays with the Mavericks, he's going to get an MVP in the next right. season. All right, who? Mavericks? That's He's on the white side. Wrong Lucas. Uh, he's doing no oh, hitter. Right. He'll win. NBA Finals, who you got? Who's going to be there? Who's winning? Finals? OKC versus. We're going to have to give it to the Heat. The Heat? Yeah. The Heat beat the Thunder? Yeah. All right, you we'll, we'll, we'll call you back in. We'll call you back in. Give us a spot of minutes. Anyway. 
Uh, so James, James, yeah, James McCann James was McCann. catching him, and like Lucas Giolito had a horrible 2018 season. He was the worst pitcher in baseball. Then he turned himself into an ace, became an All Star. Along with him, though, for that ride, though, he was the worst pitcher in baseball. He had the worst ERA in the baseball. He had the fourth highest walk rate. He gave it the most earned runs. Um, and he had like second most hit by pitches. Like he was terrible in 2018. Sox fans are calling him a bust. And then he comes back the next year, puts up like a three. He has a 14 and 10 record, 341 ERA, All Star uh, in the Cy Young conversation. So it was a complete overhaul. But along with him was James McCann, who also made his first All Star game appearance after being released by the Tigers. Tigers wanted nothing to do with him. He was horrible yeah. with the Tigers. Comes to Chicago, kind of reinvents himself along with Lucas Giolito. And I heard a quote that at the All Star game, him and Gio were talking because like they share this like connection and they they know it. But, like yeah, nothing's gonna top this. And then like last night in the locker room, they're like yeah, I think this just topped that because yeah. like for a catcher, it's every catcher's dream to catch. So that was kind of a cool aspect for it too. Um, yeah, I will say one thing that's interesting, and and I do agree with your with your point that well, I, I mean. And you said not all not all hitters are equated equal. Obviously, they're all like no hitters, right. very impressive. But there's like a lot of no hitters where it's just like um, it's just like a phenomenal effort by a guy. Like there's been a lot of no hitters, and I'm like, wait, who threw a no hitter? Like who is that yeah, guy? Right. And it's just like he had a really good night. Like Phil Pumber's a perfect example. Yeah, that was the exactly. last time a Sox pitcher threw a perfect game actually. But like he sucked the rest of his career. He, yeah. he got moved to the bullpen after. Yeah, and it's like wait what? And they just had without that, that one. I mean like 13 strikeouts, one walk. I think he like hit a guy. You said. And then, like, I don't know what his pitch count was, but it wasn't that high. 101. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, I mean, that's just like, I mean, that's, especially the season he's had last year and the season he's having this year, that's just kind of like a continuation and just kind of like a peak. Kind of reminds you, kind of reminds you of like the Jake area. That's what I was where just They're having say, like a yeah. dominant season, and then it's like, how can they get any better? And then they throw a no hitter. I like, agree. Uh, that's a fair comparison. These white, this White Sox team is a lot like the 2015 Cubs. Hey, we Maybe won 94 like games that year. You guys only won like 36. So we'll see. I'll take 36. <laughs> if you want more, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. That is a good comparison. Is if, comparison. if you want more in-depth info on Luke's G little no hitter, follow my article on Southside Showdown. Uh, one of the first ones that came out. I've been whoring myself out. So yeah, if you follow our, my Twitter. Uh, you can get some articles. Yeah, on the White Sox. yeah. The new, the new Twitter. That's new right. Twitter. Uh, so let me ask you really quickly on the Crosstown series. Are you concerned about your team? You Darvish look phenomenal. He is yeah. an ace. He's probably one of the best yeah. pitchers in Chicago. Maybe not now that Lucas Giolito's turning around. But um, hey, that one seventy. Are you worried about that as a Cubs fan? Or are you like, I mean, hey, you know what? It's one series in the middle of the season. I am. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't think that series in particular is concerning. I think. I mean, the way I look at. It, I mean, you can be a glass half full, glass half empty type guy. Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras. And Anthony Rizzo, I actually don't know if Anthony Rizzo's in that one, but I don't think any of those three guys are hitting above the league average. And Chris Bryant's been hurt, and we got a number one lead. We got the, we're the number one team in the NL Central. You know, we have a fantastic record, and so like, you know, hopefully, and it's kind of one of those things where like Javier Baez, you hope that he gets out of a slump sooner or later, because slumps that slumps happen to everyone. Sometimes they have a hot streak, sometimes they have a slump. Right now, they're definitely in a slump. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm not too worried about it because the nice thing about this shortened season is, like, if you can if you can get wins, like, like the, the season against the series against the Reds early when our bullpen was, like, crap and we just, like, somehow got Ws. I mean, obviously in, like, a regular season, that's huge, but especially in a 60-game season where once you hit, like, 31, 32, 33, you're in pretty good shape to make the playoffs. Right. Um, they have a ninety-five percent chance, I think. Yeah, exactly. I saw, yeah. And, I, and I think, and the Reds have been underperforming. The Brewers are, eh, the Cardinals are, eh, um, and the Cardinals are the, one, be the, are the one team, especially with the two teams. I mean, I totally forgot about that. The two teams in each division. Yeah, we're and, making the playoffs. Yeah. And so and so, it's just gonna become a time where like. 
hopefully these guys can figure it out by that time. For both for both teams, this is what I'd be encouraged by, especially for the Cubs. One, I don't think like everyone knew they're not going to be able to keep up that hot start they had. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're they're going to cool down eventually. Yeah, come down to earth. Yeah. But their hitters have not been very good this year. Javi mm-hmm. Baez has looked horrible. If you look mm-hmm. at the batting average, um, Chris Bryant has been hurt. Yeah, uh, Schwarber hasn't been all that good, and the bullpen's been a little suspect at starting to turn around lately. Yeah. Despite that, you're still in first place. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the division has been so underwhelming. I think the Cincinnati Reds are the most disappointing team in baseball. Yeah, I agree. I hate them. They make me look like an idiot. But I picked <laughs> them to win the division. That I want the division. The Cubs are winning that division. The Cardinals had their whole COVID thing, yeah. and they'll, they'll probably get in as this number two team. In the, they will get in this number two team yeah. division. The Brewers suck. We saw what the Pirates did. They, they Pirates are terrible. They're, they're bad. That was that was a bad lineup. So they they have time to get things right and kind of yeah. correct this. And once those guys start hitting, like I know they can. Like yeah, Javier Baez is too talented to be hitting below two hundred the rest yeah. of the year. So he will turn it around. Like you know. The, you saw it against the Tigers. They had a big offensive performance, and the next day they came out flat. Yeah. So they just can't have that for them. That's the one thing they got to work on. Yeah. But if the starting pitch and pitches like they're capable of, they should be fine. Yeah. But the White Sox, on the other hand, uh, the, my main concern with them at the beginning of the year was the starting pitching of the defense. The starting pitching since July uh, has been phenomenal. Yeah. They've turned it around. Giolito's been great. Dallas Keuchel's been phenomenal. Um, you know, they, they've been good. I mean, nothing good. And the defense, you know, everyone criticizes Tim Anderson. And that no-hitter, the defense was great. Adam Engel saved a run. Tim Anderson's been playing good. And they're really high up. I think they're second in run saved in the AL for defensive run save. So their defense is coming around, too. So I'm very confident that they will be able to sneak into the playoffs and maybe catch the Twins in that division. Big series coming. All right. Moving on, more news. Uh, we actually had, you know, it was a big soccer week. And I'm not a soccer fan, but I was keeping tabs on this. Your, uh, your Bayern team won Munich, the Bayern Yeah, yeah. Won the so Bayern Munich won the Champions League in the well-deserved season. That was the first time. I think it was the first time. I'd have to check. But they did not lose a single game. You want to talk about turnaround season? I know, like, not a lot of people follow the Bundesliga. And it's actually very ironic because a lot of people, like, look at the Bundesliga and they're like, oh, Bayern Munich wins it every year. They won it, I think, their eighth straight time. This year... They were in fourth place in, like, the first third of the season. They fired their coach, picked a new coach who played for Bayern way back in the day, no coaching experience. He lost zero games and won the Champions League, the Bundesliga, and the DFB Pokal Cup. So that's the, the that's the treble, which is the, one of the hardest things to do in all of sports. Uh, so, yeah, that was crazy. Hansi Flick, dude, no one's ever heard of. He was like a kind of like a bench warmer for Bayern Munich back in the day when they were in the glory days. Comes in, doesn't lose a game in the Champions League. That's a ballsy move. Now, is the last coach, did he win? Was he part of the other eight championships? Or yeah, so he... he did win the Bundesliga. Um, and But it was kind of one of those things where they, like, won it off of talent. Yeah. And uh, But he wasn't he wasn't a very convicting coach. Right. But and, still, the fact that they're winning championships with this guy, and you're going to fire him mid-season. Yeah. That's pretty good. It was good. bad. I mean, that shows a lot about Bayern Munich. They're like, oh, we're in fourth place. Uh, yeah, you're gone. It was one of those things where it's kind of like, um, you've seen a lot of times in sports where like they're kind of struggling, they're kind of iffy, and then you have like two, three bad defeats in a row, and they're like, all right, get this guy out of here. Like right. We're ready for a new phase. But the big news this weekend, it, which kind of also went with Bayern Munich, they beat Barcelona 8-2 to two in this in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. <laughs> and now, yeah, and now Messi is saying, uh, yeah, I may want out of here. Uh, and it's kind of, and I think the most comparable thing is LeBron to the Cavs and um, after they got swept by the Warriors, yeah. where it's like, look, like LeBron, the fact that, the fact that LeBron came back to the Cavaliers and the fact that Messi has stayed this long despite them not being that great and having a lot of failures. I know when Liverpool last year won, they Barcelona choked up a 3-0 lead with the game to play. Um, 
It's going to be very interesting to see where he lands. And honestly, like, I mean, this dude, like, when you think Barcelona, like, Messi overshadows that team by a long shot. Yeah. Like, he's the he's the he's one of the greatest players. He's the best player that we've ever seen at the club. So. And, I mean, he's been there since he's, like, what, like a teenager? Yeah. He's, like, over, yeah. over a decade, like, correct? Oh yeah, I mean he's thirty. He's been over, he's been there since for and two decades. And he leads decades. the team in goals. I think he leads the team in assists. He um, leads the team in like, he, like everything. everything. Yeah. So like you know if you're a buyer, it's kind of like the LeBron thing, but almost mm-hmm. to a greater extent. Like he, they doesn't really owe him anything else. So if he yeah. wants to leave at this point. You know you just got to be happy for him. Now uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. People have been speculating about that. I took a crack at this. They had one of these things on Snapchat. We screenshot. They had a bunch of teams and whatever team it lands on. That's what team you're gonna. He's gonna go to. Yeah. It's like your prediction. So they landed on Bayern Munich. So I'm. It probably won't happen. It's it actually, definitely, definitely not won't happen. happen. But that's what I'm putting down. He's pulling a Kevin Durant. He's going to Bayern Munich. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> if I had to put my money on it, and I if this happens, it will put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths when it comes to the state of soccer. And if he goes to Man City, because Man City is the team that was horrible. They have no history, and a bunch of Saudi Arabian oil kings. Bought the team, and now they got billions on billions on billions. Um, he could go to Man U. Uh, Neymar kind of stole his thing. At Man PSG. City's already getting pretty good. That would be, that wouldn't yeah. be good for my boys at Liverpool. Virgil Van Dyke and Mosala will have their hands full. Yeah, far. exactly. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, if if Messi goes to the Premier League, that'll be very interesting because Premier League is known for playing. They're not they're not better, but they play dirtier defense, and you can get away with a lot more. Whereas in Spain, with oh, I would love school, if he came to the Premier League. That'd and he got knocked around. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah. That, no, that would be insane. That would that would be if he. I think if he went to Man U, that would be that'd be pretty cool because then you have Cristiano Ronaldo was with Man U, and then Messi's going there, and then you'd have that. I think it'd be interesting. And I would think the, the majority of the Americans are watching the Premier League. I would think, right? Would that be the most yeah. popular? So yeah. he came there. His popularity is only. I mean, it's Messi, so it's not. not yeah, I mean, not but his, his business will be booming. I did that'd be hear though. I did hear a rumor that his he. He, because he talked, because so Pep Guardiola is the the guy from Man City. He's the he's their coach, and Pep Guardiola won the cha- uh, the Champions League with Messi back in the day with Barcelona. And it's kind of this thing where Pep Guardiola has never won the Champions League without Messi. And so Messi, and they're they're good guys. And so he, if he goes to City, I heard there was a rumor that he talked to Pep Guardiola. He might go there, but there was a clause in his contract that after like three or four years, he go to the MLS. That'd be interesting. That'd be, Ooh, very, that'd be very, that'd be very interesting. interesting if you see if you see Messi go over to win the win a couple of Premier Leagues, go over to the MLS. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a retirement league for good players. The MLS. It is. Like, I mean, you, saw Bastian uh, what was the um, the one that just came over the, from LA, the Galaxy, the big tall guy. Oh, Ibrahimovic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those dudes where you still want to play, but you're definitely past your prime. But um, you're gonna you be go able to, the, to dominate, but, and you're gonna cash a lot of checks. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's funny too. I remember the I used to work for the Chicago Dogs. For those of you who remember, and the owner Sean Hunter of the Dogs, he was one of the people that brought David Beckham to the MLS, and yeah. that was like a huge deal. And for David Beckham, it turned out to be a huge yeah. financial. I mean, he has it's like such a great now. decision. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're cashing so many checks. You still you're going out because you don't want to be like one of these old washed up guys that oh, get yeah. like dominated oh, yeah. in the Premier League. You come to the MLS, you're still putting up numbers and putting up some highlights, and yeah. like, oh that'd be great. That's great business decision. And especially like you go career. you go from Stoke City or something like you know Man- you go, I mean Manchester United, Manchester City are the big time, but it's in Manchester, England. You go from there to like LA or like Miami or something like that. Massive change of scenery. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. That's gonna be 
that 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 like honestly, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things going on in the world with 2020, but the sports season being how so weird it is, that would be the real like icing on the cake because like I know the Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid was huge. But the Messi, but Ronaldo, the Messi one feels yeah, because Ronaldo didn't start at Real Madrid. He he won all of his trophies there, but he won trophies with Man U. But Messi, like, I mean, he's the guy. Yeah, so, he's faced the franchise. Yeah, and, well, yeah. I mean, and as much as twenty twenty has sucked, like, because there's been not a whole lot of gone right in twenty twenty, yeah. and we're gonna get to that in a little bit with the NBA. But it has been, you know, I do think it's been just this like over the course of the pandemic, especially and the sports have been good. I like the NBA playoffs to this point, have been phenomenal. Much better in years past, especially for the opening round games. Yeah. I think baseball with a 60-game season, just with a sense of urgency, the ratings are up, and I think yeah. that's why. Yeah. And the games have been like good, because now you have teams that are in it, like a lot of teams that are in it. The Pirates, they, like we said, they stink this year. They're six games out from a second-place spot, so they can get in the playoffs. So as much there as they stink, like, every team there is in go. it. It's been phenomenal baseball. you got the no-hitter with Giolito. So I think, yeah, it has been, you know, it's been a it's been an it'll be a year to remember on the uh, sports yeah. one for many other reasons. All right, finally going to the NBA playoffs. Um, big news of the day yeah. has been that uh, the Bucks and Magic started this, and the Milwaukee Bucks decided to sit out the game yeah. after the events in Milwaukee, where yet another uh, unarmed black man was shot by police. Uh, there's the video of it, and yeah, James, you know James, James Blake. Brown, uh, James Blake, James Blake, James yeah. Blake. Yeah, see, I gotta know. I should know the name, but like, yeah, and. I mean, yeah, Doc Rivers, I think, hit it on the head. And if yeah. you follow us on Twitter, I put the video up there. Uh, what, what he said, like, for how long black people have been in the country, and, you know, the country doesn't love them back. Yeah. Because we've done, yeah, like, how, yeah, you yeah. have slavery, you have segregation, Jim Crow, now the black police shooting them, which has been going on forever. Um, you know, the country really does need to do better for these guys. And I, I heard... I know some people are upset that these games are getting boycotted, but I think, you know, the NBA has been at the forefront of this, for, like, bringing yeah. attention to it. Uh, and I I don't not fault the Bucks and Magic Dogs. Like, really, we're, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a playoff game. Stuff is yeah. bigger than basketball, especially in the first round. And I think it was a good, it was a, one, it was a really ballsy decision by the team. And yeah. I, I, give, yeah. I applaud them for taking a stand. And I know some other baseball teams have followed suit. Yeah. And the WNBA has done uh, so and as MLS well. And the MLS yep. stuff. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is certainly something, and you can kind of tell because, I mean, there's so much, it honestly comes down to, I don't even know if it would be the anger, but more just like frustration, like a lot of pent up frustration, especially for the guys in the bubble who had like, they're, cause they're obviously talking about the, about this issue of, uh, you know, police brutality in the forehand, um, with, uh, the, all the, uh, oh, the lady who got shot. Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor. Um, George Floyd, obviously. And uh, and just the, the fact that it happens again, and I mean, it'd be very interesting. I will say, and I think I don't, I don't think we deserve anyone an apology. But there's a lot of people who deserve who owe uh, Kyrie Irving an apology because that man's whole idea is what's basically happening now, and he got kind of got uh, the the short end of a stick. Where I mean, because the main message right now is like. You know, sports are not important right now. I don't think because because the Bucks aren't protesting the NBA or anything like that. It's no. not like a it's not like a money thing for them. Uh, it's just like we don't need to be playing right now. We need to be talking about the important things. And that was kind of his initial message. I disagreed with it um, because now they do have this platform uh, because it had. Unfortunately, the police. This whole situation kind of we had yeah. another one. And so now they have a wrong room. 
What's up, Gary? You have anything to say to the to the listeners? Don't listeners. <laughs> um, with the fact that it's happening again, um, now they have they do have they they do have this platform that they wouldn't have had earlier um, if they weren't playing basketball. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think and a lot of the guys have it set set out the bubble and like you know I can understand why they would with the pandemic concerns and they think bigger things going on, but like. I think what the NBA bubble does, and being in the NBA in general, like you said, it's providing you a good platform. Yeah. So when you're there, like you're listening to these guys, you're going to have a microphone in your face almost after every game. And you yeah. can talk about what you want. And you've seen Doc Rivers do this. You've seen LeBron James yeah. do this. You've seen countless guys being yeah. able to get their message across. And now, too, because sports is kind of like, it's a distraction from the pandemic. And that's why it's so great. It's a distraction yeah. from our troubles during life. And what these guys have done, and the same with the Detroit Lions not practicing now, too. It's like, hey, we're not going to be serving as a distraction. This needs to be brought attention to. Yeah. Or if you opted out or you weren't down there, like, you wouldn't be able to do this. If there's yeah, no NBA no, going on, then, like, this wouldn't be a big issue, and we wouldn't be talking about it right now um, if, like, if they yeah. didn't, weren't able to do this. So uh, props to them for using their platform. And, yeah, yeah I'm... Actually, I shouldn't be surprised, but like, it's amazing to see all the flack that these guys have received. Oh, I had someone insane. text me today, like, like I'm selling my Giannis jersey. Do you want? I'm not watching the NBA again. It's like, why? That's yeah. like the dumbest take. Like, that's a whole yeah, horrible yeah. take. And that's what honestly, and I, I saw this. The what's one thing that's make me love LeBron a lot more is how like he kind of like, and obviously he's like the face of the NBA. He, when you think of the NBA, you think LeBron. Um, he, because he's so outspoken, he's so vocal about different things. But the way, the fact that he is like driven away, somebody like just, I mean, because those people are just blatant racist, in, oh, my, yeah. in my opinion. And, and so, like the fact that like these guys are like, you know, saying I, I mean, because if, if you've seen the video, you know anything about the situation, it is absolutely horrendous. Like there's no if and or but about right. it and if anyone is saying if like de- is denying that like police brutality is like unaffected by race or like race and done this it's like you're you're delusional yeah. and the big thing is like oh he's resisting arrest well yeah but you're telling me they couldn't have tackled him at any point during yeah, that video it's... like resisting arrest is not a reason to be shot yeah there was a video no, the other it... day I saw and it was some they were watching like YouTube videos in the living room for turning out there's some jackass on like a forklift driving to a Walmart. Like, oh, yeah. And a cop comes up to him. He's like, hey, you got to get down from there. You can't do it. And he like raises the forklift and then goes back down. And he's like taunting him. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, you got to come down. We're going to arrest you. He's like, no, fuck you. It's like, if it was like a black guy doing that or like any sort of form of that, like there's a good chance he'd be dead. Yeah. Like no, it, yeah. it's clearly a problem with, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it, it's insane. It's insane. And so, I mean, you know, we want to. You want to talk. I mean, I mean, look, I want to see Russell Westbrook come back for the Rockets and beat the Thunder, and then do see what they can do against the Lakers. And you know, you want to see the Lakers season. You want to see what's going to happen with the Mavs. But like, ultimately, like they did the right call. I think NBA is going to be back. I think that's kind of the hot button issue yeah. for the guys in the bubble. And once that does happen, we'll be back to talk about the NBA. But you know, right now, it's kind of gotten to a point where it's like. You know, I and you just kind of feel like, like silly talking about you know sports. And I, as 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 these guys, I they're I I you should have seen this coming. You know, like they they could not have played in these games uh, just to distract from what was going on. Uh, but yeah, I know I have a lot I have a lot of respect for the Bucks because they kind of yeah. started this. So oh yeah, kudos I agree. to them. Kudos to them. I agree. Yeah. It's same with the baseball teams that followed suit. Yeah, no, because yeah. it'd be really easy to be like, oh, I'm not watching basketball again. It's just like, oh, that's their typical liberal agenda. Yeah. Well, now you got the baseball players doing it too, and you got the MLS doing it. Yeah. So all the leagues following suit. Kudos to them as well. Yeah. I mean, and if that's a reason you're not going to be watching the NBA, were you really ever a sportsman? Yeah. Like, you weren't a sportsman. Hey, if, if you don't watch anymore, you know, it's been real. And LeBron said, yeah, I don't think he cares. Like most yeah. of these guys, like. Eh. 
We don't, we don't need you. My contract still hits, so. But yeah, I think that's all we got for today. That is. I would like to break down some more playoff stuff, but we'll get to that at yes. a later time. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. There Anything you else? go. The last thing, though, we I know Mission not going to be happy about me talking about this one, but for those of you who listened to the last podcast, someone picked the Pacers to win and beat the Heat. It wasn't me. Heat swept them. We can end on that. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Goddamn Pacers. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.